Have you ever wondered why some young people choose to end their lives? Ever wondered who they are and who they left behind? Have you ever wanted to hear their stories? Would you like answers to these questions and many more? Welcome to Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu. Her mission is to shine light on these young people, create awareness for, and educate the world on youth suicide. Opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Dr. Lulu and her guests. They are not a substitute for professional advice. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK or send a text to www.crisistextline.org. Now, here's Dr. Lulu. Dr. Lulu, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lulu, the momatrician. How are y'all doing? How is everybody doing? I hope you're doing good because I am doing good. The weather is beautiful outside. We can't complain. It's, it's hot enough for Texas, but it's not too hot. And today I have a wonderful guest with us. Her name is Beth Lopez. And I actually told her, I said, Beth, do you know you're my first Hispanic female? So she's opened the door for all the Hispanics to come in. So if you're listening to me, this is a cue for you to come on in. Miss Lopez is a universal soul coach. I love that because, you know, I'm African, African-American, Nigerian-American, soul food, get it? Okay. And she's a life transformer. So if you're listening to me and you've got issues with your life, you're about to get transformed, baby. It's going to happen. She deals with healing hearts and soul matters. That's so deep. Like that's everyone else is a life coach, but no, not Miss Beth. She's a transformational coach and she deals with healing hearts and soul matters. So deep, so deep. She's a CEO of Souls Awakening Academy. So without further ado, I'm going to let Miss Beth Lopez finish up her intro if I left anything out and then take it away. Miss Beth, thank you so much for joining the family. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here and to share my story with your uh, people and everybody new that'll be coming and listening. Um, I'm hoping that we get our message through because it's so important and it's so vital and it doesn't have an age. You can say that again for those people at the back. The youngest person that died by suicide, you may or may not know, was five. The oldest person that died by suicide was infinity. You just Finally, mm-hmm. up there. So yes, it's across ages, across generations, across genders, across races, across yes. countries. There's no, oh my God, mm. we could go on and on and on. But yes. So that's why out. this work is so important. It's so vital. Yes, so ma'am. vital for yes, ma'am. everybody. Yes, ma'am. So Miss Beth, do you want to tell us a little bit about, about yourself and your story? Do you want to kind of just... Tell us, where, where do you want to start? I've had people start at kindergarten. And I've <laughs> had people start it's just okay, about, yeah, we can start at uh, my childhood. Yes, when so I became suicidal is when they, they started. So I've had, okay. I've had a couple of kindergartners, believe it or not. So my situation is a little different. Um, I grew up in a very religious household. 
and um, just, you know, following the and obeying everything that my parents wanted me to do, who they wanted me to be, who they wanted me to marry, um, the life I was living their life. And um, as a daughter, I just wanted to please them and live the life that they felt where I was going to be unscathed from the world. You know, my parents were very protective. They, um, you know, and they did it all lovingly. But once I, you know, entered the real world at 18, I discovered um, how traumatic uh, the world can be. I got married, you know, when I was 20, um, married through the church, uh, married a Mormon boy, and everything was great. Uh, and then I had my first child. And I think this is important. Sometimes when you have a child, you can have changes occur in your physiology. And after I had my first child, I started having changes in my identity, who I really was. And that was frightening. That was traumatic because here I'm becoming a parent and then I lost my identity. She went through postpartum depression. I never wanted to harm my child, I, uh, but I, for, for three months, it was hell for me because it was more self-inflicting, losing my identity, who I was, um, how, how is it that I don't want to take on being a parent and I don't have a choice, but to step up to the plate and here I'm fighting and, you know, I went to the doctor's office. And a lady came out of the doctor's office. She also had just had a baby. She was probably about three weeks out. And I remember her asking the doctor, when am I going to feel happy again? Listening to her, it gave me an opportunity to do a self-reflection on myself. So I was able to be proactive. So I, went, I started to go to the gym. I started working out. Um, starting to change those feelings, um, you know, because when you work out, you create those natural endorphins, right? So I I got out of that stage of depression. So it lasted like the normal, what they say, three months. So I got out of it. I was thankful. And then um, I my late 20s, early 30s, when I was going through a divorce, I um, didn't know how to handle life situations. Because remember, my parents sheltered me and they, they literally put me in a little glass case where they didn't want nothing to, to harm me. But I think they forgot that as you get older, you don't have that protection. Life happens. Life happens. So when I was going through my divorce, I um, experienced many feelings and the, the divorce was my decision. I, it, again, it was because I, I lost my identity. I didn't know who, who I was and I was trying to find myself. It was an awakening, a different awakening there where I was learning that I was living my parents' life. I married this man because my parents married, wanted me to marry. So I, I realized I was living a life that wasn't mine. So when I had that awakening, then I decided to, to go with the divorce. But in going through that, it's very painful, even if you are the one deciding to do it. So I didn't know how to handle it. So I was dabbling into drugs. I was dabbling into alcohol, um, looking for that, you know, feeling of everything's going to be okay. 
um, my world isn't, you know, what it appears to be, that it's falling into pieces. So here I am looking for outside substances, outside people to help me find myself. And I was just digging myself deeper in a hole. And if you see the outside of me, I had a career. I was very well put. I um, looked fine. I looked happy. You know, I was having fun. I was partying it up. I was doing everything that you could say that she looked good. But I was basically a functioning broken person. There's functioning alcoholics and there's functioning broken people. And that's exactly why I do what I do now in my transformational coaching. Were you ever suicidal? At that point, um, I was looking at the drugs. Uh, I almost had an overdose. Oh. Um, yes, um, I was dabbling. Um, I was doing coke. I did meth, and meth didn't agree with me, and um, I almost uh, overdosed. And that was very frightening. I bet so, it was, especially if you had yes. children too. Yes, yes. So um, then I had another, when that happened, um, maybe about a year or two later, um, I had another awakening. I had then my third son. And in that awakening was basically like, what are you doing with your life? Where are you going with it? Mm. And so I lost complete passion for my career that I had worked. It was my bread and butter for 24 years. And um, <laughs> I just was not in a happy place. But I had, I had everything, though. But the inside of me had a void. And that's what I was trying to fix. So um, when I had my last pregnancy, I was at that time already with the husband who is my husband now and um we were just um uh we were committed partners but we weren't married um but what happened was we had the child and then i decided after 24 years to be a stay-at-home mom and then i lost my identity again i was just gonna say that <laughs> probably pushed you if not over the edge Close enough. <laughs> most people think, and I'm not saying you did, but most people think stay, being a stay-at-home mom is easy. It is the hardest thing I've done in, in my 30 years of being a doctor. I, I'm not a, I wouldn't say I'm a stay-at-home mom, but I'm the next best thing because I work out of my telephone. I do telemedicine now while my practice is getting wow. ready to, to get started. But it has been hard. It has been so hard. But I said to myself, self, if you can pull this off without gaining 600 pounds, I've only gained 10. Thank you, Jesus. But it's very, very hard. Very, very hard. Absolutely. So I went from, you know, having my identity, uh, my worth was tied to my paycheck. Um, everything that I knew was career oriented. And I just felt so displaced after even having three kids being a stay-at-home mom and could I even do it and then um, I wasn't having any monetary uh, you know compensating the household with monetary I everything was you know doing household stuff or you know fixing dinner and fixing that's that that was my way of contributing but in my head I felt worthless. I was just going to say there was something on Facebook recently where this gentleman or one of the viral videos, he came back from work and his wife said something, 
something. I don't know what it was. Maybe she wanted some money. He was like, oh, she asked him to help him in the kitchen. And he was like, I just got back from work. I'm the one that makes the money here. It's just a video. But then they started, then whoever was doing the video, maybe Jay Shetty, I don't know. Started writing the worth, waking up in the morning, taking the kids to work. I don't know, mm-hmm. $30 to school. I don't know, $50. Coming home and doing the laundry. Um, $80, doing the lunch and cooking dinner and breakfast, $200. Um, I don't know, whatever, whatever. Being a mom, uh-huh. to, going to pick up the kids, another $85. In the end, it was like she was quote unquote making like much more than, like over $1,000 a day in money if it was to be, you know, money ties. Is that the word? Yes, right. Like compensated through yes, money. Right? It, yeah, exactly. So and then that was the message that don't ever assume that because I'm making the bed or because I'm keeping the house clean. Or if you put money on, if you put money's worth on those things, honey, it's funny. My, my eldest son is, a, is a, about to become a senior at Stanford. And he, I asked him to do something recently. And he was like, he did it. I think he had to do with the podcast or something. He did everything. And then he now turned and said, mom, don't ever say I didn't help you. So I took a deep breath and I said, son, can you do me a favor and Google the name Sonia Spence? He said, what's that? I said, just Google Sonia Spence. And I spelled it for him. He Googled it. I said, Google the song called No Charge. Oh. I said, why? I said, because that song says, for the nine months I carried you, growing inside of me, no charge. For the nights I sat up with you, oh. doctored you and prayed for you, no charge. For the school and the clothes, for the nights and the tears, no charge. When you add it all up, my son. There's no charge. I didn't charge you. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I said, yes. Don't you ever say you helped me. Because I asked you to, you know what I mean? Mothers yeah. do not get our worth. And I got emotional. I said, don't ever. Because that song always made me emotional when I was young. Listening uh-huh. to it. She said, all those things I said, all those things I did, when I stood up and cried, when you were running a fever, how much was that worth? How, how oh, much is it? Powerful. And my son was like, oh, well, I'm sorry. I said, yes, you should be. You should be. But it's okay. Life lessons, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it and happens. that's exactly where I was at. I was tying everything with money. So yeah. here, you know, we grow up. And how is it that we lose our sense of worth and we place it within an employer? Mm. You can say that again for those at the back. Oh, my goodness. That is so powerful. Yes, we place it to someone else. And even we can place it to our partner. We just give our worth away. And that is the only thing that we have that is our life force, is our worth. So here I was dealing with being that stay-at-home mom, transitioning in the, you know, that career, being a stay-at-home mom. Um, So while I was a stay-at-home mom, because I've always been um, business-oriented, I thought, well, okay, let me start my own business. Amen. Amen (laughs) to that. Amen. be a stay-at-home mom. So I did. I I paid for the skill that I do now, and um, I got certified, and then I said, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's, 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 Let's see what we can do. So I did. I started in 2015, my own, um, uh, I got certified in 2015, 2016. I said, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to take this to the public and really start working. And I, you know, because I was out of like, you know, uh, being a corporate employee, 
um, I felt so uh, underqualified to even do what I was going to do with my business. Isn't that what they call the imposter syndrome? Yes. That's I have right. I have a big garage full of that. If you need some more, just let me know. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll hook you up, girl. Let me tell you. You know, it's funny. It's funny we're laughing about it, like doing this interview. Yes. A friend of mine said, "How do you want to do a podcast about suicide?" I said, "It's not about suicide. It's about the people. Yes. It's about the you know, you can do facts, you can do figures. I do faces. Yes. So it's it's not as serious as it it could be because I know it's me because I'm going to interject humor. We're going to laugh. We're going right. to cry. We're going to hug. But we're humans, and that's what humans are. Many facets of it. Right. Exactly. I hope. Let me know if you need some more of that. I got black, blue, red, purple in the garage. I love it. I love it. And you know, it's beautiful that you say about humor because we can laugh at it now because we're beyond that. Exactly. We overcame that. And that's what we want other people who are walking this walk right now to know that this too shall pass. You just have to exactly. hold on. Hold on. Call me. Call you. Yes. Call and we're going to talk about, you know, what you do a little bit more details as far as like information where the listeners can find you. But call us. We're here. We're waiting. Yes. Exactly. If I can't help you by George, I'll find you someone who can. Right. But it's going to be okay. Right. So um, after starting my business in 2015 and then in 2016, I said I was going to go live with it, with the public. And, you know, I came across um, issues that, again, it was my sense of worth. And I did have my husband, but my husband, he was, he's the provider. You know, um, it was basically the business was me. It was, I wasn't getting a hand in like, hey, let me help you with the business. And while you, you know, lift it up, you know, I didn't, I didn't have the support. I didn't have that helping hand. I didn't have, so even though I have family and my husband, I still had to do it by myself. And it's a lonely road. Yes, ma'am. I love the picture you just painted too of you're, you're the one lifting the load. Let me hold your shoulders so that they don't get weary. Let me hold your elbows, hold it up for you. You're the one, you know what I mean? Like that's a nice picture. You probably mm-hmm. didn't even know when you said it, but mm-hmm. that's the picture I got in my head. Yeah, you hold the load, but I'll help support your arms so they don't get mm-hmm. weary. Yes. I think it's yes. the Bible. there's a Bible story about that in the Old Testament when I don't know which prophet, who, Moses or somebody, as long as his hand was up with the staff, the, the Israelites were oh, with uh-huh. And then, so he had to get people to come and help him hold his hands up. Mm. So when his hands start coming down and getting, they start losing. And I remember that story because I used to teach Bible story, Bible study. When I was young. That was the story. There's one of the, yeah, I think it may have been Moses. I don't know, whoever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as long as his hands were not weary, you know, they were winning. And so he, they got two people, two strong people to come and hold each hand. And as long as his hands were up, it was symbolic. But that was, that was, that was the situation. And they did not lose because his hands were up and he was holding up whatever staff or whatever. That's amazing. So, wow. I don't know. I mean, were you ever suicidal, man? Yes. Uh, it's coming to that point. Wow. <laughs> so, so, the, so when I started the business, um, then I, I had all these inadequacies coming up. Um, I didn't have help for my husband. I felt alone. And I was working at it for six months. And, you know, my husband was trying to help me, but his, he was pushing, pushing, pushing for the money. And that was putting pressure on me because I'm very heart-centered. I'm very heart-centered. So I decided to uh, start 
working ways where I can produce and it just wasn't happening. So what happened was in the six months of me doing this work, we went to Hawaii, went to Maui as a family. And on the way back, um, my husband uh, said something to me and he said, I was a woman of no action. I'm still married to him. Um, I'm a woman of no action. And I think that pierced my ego. <laughs> uh, so when we came back, ego. yes. So when we came back, I thought, wow, I'm a failure. I didn't make it in uh, corporate America because I had to get out. I couldn't take it anymore. So that meant I wasn't strong enough to handle it. I wasn't built to work with corporate America. And that's what everybody does. And then I went to being a stay-at-home mom and I felt like a failure because I wasn't helping. I wasn't producing. I, wasn't, I had tied my worth to a paycheck and I wasn't bringing home money and I wasn't able to apply anything to the house other than service because that's what moms are. We do service, right? And isn't that funny when you do service at church? you don't get paid for it, <laughs> right? Mm. It's the same thing. That's what we're doing service at home. And here, the third thing was I started my business and now I felt like a failure. So three things that I had to go through and confront because you can't hide from this was first my divorce. Second is another major change in my life was um, staying, going from uh, 24 years of a career to a stay-at-home mom. And third, starting my own business as a stay-at-home mom and failing. And I wasn't failing. It's what, I was just going to say, you were not really fail failing. Was I wasn't really failing. Yes, exactly. I wasn't really failing. But in my head, in my mind, I had convinced myself that I was failing. And, and then you know, I thought... A lot of people that start their own business, majority of them fail but how long have you been in business now um four years okay so you four did that within the first 18 months is what they give you and then you fail and so four years means you've doubled that time and yeah standing i know oh. yes love absolutely it. i love it, I love it. Yes. so and i didn't know that little tidbit that you just said about 18 months because that's exactly true it took 12 months actually for me yeah, once 2017 hit, I was on my trajectory of my clients. I need so, to get with you on how, to, on how you did that, actually. I need to get with you on how you did that because I'm just starting a new practice and one of, my, one of the services I'm going to offer is parent coaching and beautiful. I need to get with you. I need to get with My main avatar is parents. And so yes. I want to get with you beautiful. about just how because you they do, do They do need direction. They need to understand their kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what happened was um, once I started, you know, looking at the past and seeing all these failures, that's when the ideation of suicide was ruminating in my head. <sighs> and that was in 2016, the end of 2016. I was in a really bad space. I went to go, I actually texted my husband and I told him, I think I need to, I think I need to be committed in a place because I felt I was going crazy. Wow. 
I felt um, I would be in the shower and I would be pulling my hair and just, I just wanted to disappear. I've known and that was the beginning of it. And then um, a month later, then I was trying to see ways of how I can commit the act. Wow. And I could never really physically hurt myself, but I was trying to find ways of how, you know, maybe in an accident, maybe. And, but then I would think like, what if it doesn't really what if happen it doesn't? all the way? Exactly. Yes. One of my kids, yes. same thing. She's like, she's like, I, she tried. And then she's like, I don't want to end up not quite dying, becoming a vegetable because she was like, yes. I don't know. I don't know. So she's talked herself out of it because yes. of that. Hey, you yes. know what, Beth, whatever it takes, however it takes, as long as you talk yourself out, out of it, we're good. Mm -hmm. I had one of my yes. guests who climbed the bridge to jump. Mm -hmm. And then she heard a voice, her mother saying to her, if you jump, I will kill you. I love that. I was like, okay, that's it. Oh. <laughs> you know, it was in her head, but her mother said, if you jump, I will kill you. So it was crazy. But I said, you know, whatever it takes. Right. She got down and she's okay. So um, Interesting. in November of 2016, the lady that was my coach, um, I hadn't seen her in a while. And I told her, I needed to have a session with her. I needed to see her. And um, it was just that session was life-changing for me. And it put everything into perspective. And by January of 2017, I said, okay, this is my time. I, this is me um, giving myself a chance um, and not believing everything that I've been told, not listening to everything that is being told to me and when I had that reflection um, I was able to really get out of um, doing that fantastic fantastic so you basically got an epiphany and you know what I did uh -huh. you counseled yourself out of it and, and that's fine too some need external forces some need internal some need a combination including medication I mean whatever it takes for you whatever to it takes exactly Wow. So that's wonderful. Um, so Miss Beth, can you tell us as far as you go, just on a personal level, do you have any like favorite quotes, favorite books you read that helps you stay grounded or helps you, you know? I do uh, a lot of meditation. And um, the last year, I'm going to say that I do a lot of um, nature walks. I connect with nature. And um, just recently, I started doing a lot of swimming, connecting with water. So it's amazing, you know, we, all the elements like air, water, that's free, right? So we can go outside, take a fresh walk, breathe in uh, air into our lungs. Smell the flowers, smell, look at the crickets if you have to, look at the bumblebees or whatever. Look at the butterflies, las mariposas. Yes, las mariposas. Yes, mm -hmm. good. So I do a lot of connecting with nature and uh, it's so invigorating. It's like I said, it's free. You don't have to pay for that. Um, however, I just started doing uh, a lot of swimming, connecting with water. And, you know, uh, one of the things that I've heard, like, if, oh, if, you, if you are not near water, like for a beach or a lake or you don't have a pool, just fill up your bathtub with water. And just... And it's very healing because they say that when we were in the womb, 
uh-huh. filled with water. It makes a lot of sense. You know what? I have fibromyalgia and I have a jacuzzi here in my bathroom. We've lived in this house for six years. I've never sat okay. in but I think I'm going to do that. Yes. Yes. I think I'm going to. You will see how healing it is to your body. And it's, and it, and I believe it's not so much where you are at, but the intention that you put what you want healing from the water. Yes, ma'am. So thank you. Allow yourself. Yeah. Allow yourself, you know, for all the listeners, if you don't have a place, um, just use your bathtub. Because people say, of course, oh, well, so the mountains are like three hours away. The beach is like four hours. It's a different state. Yes. Yes. They'll find every reason. I live in the project, so there is no poor air there. And then they come up with everything. Yes. Like, okay, wait, wait, that one, we got that. That one, yeah, we got that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what I thought. And I said, that's fantastic because if you can't, have that, you have a bathtub. And if you don't have a bathtub, just let the water hit you. You're connecting with the shower, with the water. So yeah, so you really don't have an excuse as to why you can't connect with water. And water is free. Yes. So, you know, all these things are free that, that you can do. So that I use that to always change the shift in energy for me. You know, if I'm an energy, I mean like your vibe, right? If you're feeling good, if you're feeling down, you know, connect with the earth element, uh, you know, whether it's hiking or, and then I've even heard you can meditate and you can imagine that you're in a forest. So there's so many things that we can do that's free that it'll allow us to have some breathing room. We need some breathing space in our mind. Mm-hmm. I, I, had a, I had a hypnosis session with a friend and colleague of mine. And to this day, he took me to the, to the beach because that's what I love. And to this day, I still go there. I love the beach. Oh, yes. in, in my, your head, you go, I go there. there. And I just listen to the waves and I just listen to the, the, I look at the sand, the white sand, the beach sand, and I feel better. I do. Yeah. You so see? I, I believe in, 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 in that, in all that. Yes, because it's all energy. It's, that's what you're, you're, you're putting in your mind and you're connecting with that. And then you start feeling, and then that's when you start making the shift in your vibe, right? Amen. Amen. And that's what's so important. But in the, I understand that in the midst of, you know, when your life feels like it's chaos, you know, it is a moment, but there's so many lessons to be learned. We asked to learn those lessons. We wanted to experience that so we can overcome and then help others overcome their own trials, obstacles, challenges, situations, events in their life, because life is very trivial. life is very can be you know can consume you by fire if you're not prepared that's that's exactly what we want that's exactly what we we're trying to what this whole podcast is about the fact that there is that realization in the end we have to realize that this life is one time when the 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 millennials say yolo yeah that's right but really yolo for real yeah, you'll look for real. For exactly. Real. And it's, it's a deeper meaning than my son thinks, but it's real. You only have this one life to live. And so I met with Miss Chimamanda Adichie a couple of weeks ago, and she said to all the women in the room, 
absolutely no apologies for occupying space. We should stop already apologizing for occupying space. Whether somebody thinks you're worthless or what fool or a woman of substance or not, no more. Don't apologize anymore for, for occupying space. And I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, Miss Beth, it looks like, believe it or not, it's 45 minutes. Did you know that? Wow, it's almost an hour. I know yes? that. Amazing <laughs> how it goes. I know. When you're talking about it, and this, I noticed that when people just, once they relax and just start talking, it just starts going and going. Before you know it, yeah, it's, it just starts you know, happening. So, yeah, free any flow. Final, any final words? I don't like the word final words. I have to find something to replace that because final sounds so final you know ending. Any, <laughs> guess, yeah any any words of advice let's just keep it straight and simple any words of advice for the listeners and where can the listeners find you i know you're going to come back because i want to hear more about your universal soul i want to hear about that but yes, it's going to be another day because i want you to come back so just yes. parting words how about that parting words or yes. words of advice beautiful and where we can so, find you yes um, so I, you know, I, I always have a saying when I'm in my emails and when I'm posting on Facebook, uh, never give up, faith up, really stand by the core of your value, uh, the core of what your belief is, because that is a true essence of you. Just want you to know that everything else is noise. Everything else is untrue, uh, because the true of it is you were born from a source that's called love. And so you were born whole and complete. You are love. Amen. We just lose ourselves. We lose ourselves and we allow for outside people, outside events uh, to control our minds and our thoughts of what we feel is an overwhelming world, our inner world. But if we can have compassion and understanding for our own selves, then we can give ourselves that breathing room to work through it that is amazing that's that's a phenomenal place to end because for one of my monologues that i gave recently i said for those who are suicidal around you they need you to show them compassion and understanding but you're turning it around you're turning it inside you also need to show yourself Mm -hmm. compassion and understanding and i found out the difference you know growing up it's like empathy 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 and i was like when i was writing my book I realized that, wait, there's empathy, which is good, but compassion is better because compassion is empathy plus the willingness to help. So mm-hmm. it's actually a better trait to have. But mm-hmm. you know, I digress. So do you have, where, where can we find you? And then do you have a book, a yes. project? So um, you can find me at uh, my website, universalsoulcoach.com. And you can find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, Universal Soul Coach, and an Instagram, it's called Ignite Your Sanity, because we tend to do things over and over the same way, thinking we're going to get a different result. <laughs> it's, really about, yeah, <laughs> it's really about getting your sanity back. We, we are all, or I'm going to say for me, I was walking insane. I wasn't walking in sanity. Yes, and, because you called it something. You, you called it functional. Yeah. So I, so I help women that are, uh, have had trauma in childhood abuse, um, sexual, physical, um, people with um, suicide tendencies, uh, people that have had um, loss such as a divorce or job or of a loved one, 
so I deal with a lot of trauma and we transform that trauma into allowing them to have freedom to feel again because we're walking around numb. That's so, fantastic. Yeah, you called it functional broken people. I was trying to find the exact words verbatim. You said functional. She said you were a functional broken person. My God, that is a beautiful place to end. Y'all, you know what? Every day in every way, it's getting better and better. I used to watch Frank Spencer when I was growing up. For those of you who, who are British inclined, you know the show called Some Mothers Do Have Them and he had Frank Spencer. And he would say, every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. And his wife was Betty. Oh, yes, so Betty, wow. Betty, every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. And every day and in every way, the podcast keeps for me. Yes. Me a lot more. But I thought I was going to help people, but it's helping me a lot more. Just hearing the stories. I love that every day in every way. Yes, yes. I love Frank that. Frank was Michael Crawford. He's a, he's a big time singer, a big actor in, in, the, in the UK. Europe. But he used to act as just a nerd, as an awkward husband. And he was just one of those. He was just, oh, oh, did I do that? That kind of thing. <laughs> and, say, and then she say, and then, and then Betty say, oh, Frank. And he said, Betty. And he would say, Betty, every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. And Betty said, oh, dear Frank. Oh, Frank. You know, it was just very funny. How beautiful. So I'm sure they have it on YouTube funny. somewhere. If you don't know about it, look, have it, to look it up. Yes, yeah. ma'am. It's very, very funny. And he was stupid, but he was also <laughs> lovable. You know, it's like, you want to hold him and shake him a little bit. Like, seriously, Frank, you did that? Like, seriously? Yeah. I'm like, oh, and he looks so sad and remorseful. Then you're like, okay, come and get, come and get the hug, Frank. Just come on and bring it in. Amazing. <laughs> so, thank Amazing. you all so much for listening to me go on and on and on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I appreciate my guest that I had today, Ms. Beth Lopez, and I'm volunteering her to come back. She hasn't really said yes, but I'm telling her to come yes, back. Yes, absolutely. Because I want to beautiful. learn more about Universal Soul Coach a little bit. Yes. More. Really, beautiful. anything else. I love, I love your energy. Oh, thank you. Very, very energetic. I am very energetic. But you are like a calm storm. You're like a yeah. that, is such a They say I'm very calm. calm. You're the calm to the storm. Yeah. So you're doing exactly what you were supposed to do. Yes, I love, I love yes, it. yes, yes, yes. It took you that long, but you figured it out. And I'm it glad. took me that long. And you know, it's interesting that you say that calmness. I've had so many of my clients tell me that calm offers them a space to feel safe. Thank you. You have a calming effect, I can tell, because I've interviewed a lot of people. Some, I don't even notice what their energy is, but you, I notice an, a, a calming. My wife is like that. She's got a very calming energy, very calming. Uh, she's like, disarms you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, she, that, kind of, that, that kind of energy. So it's very, Thank you. I totally appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I don't I think I've ever understood what they meant, but the, the way you described it, I love that. I know someone called me a wordsmith in the past. It's like, oh, really? Them to put it in words. Call her; she will put it in oh, words. Oh, <laughs> I love it. That's another gift that you have. Uh, yes, ma'am. Very talented. Thank you all so Back much for listening. You. Thank you, Beth, for listening. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a guest. I pray you come back. I will let you know when your episode gets released. Okay. Please, please spread the word. And y'all who are listening to me, download the episode, share, tell folks about us. Remember that there's hope there's light at the end of the tunnel and yes yolo 
So go out there and live your best life. Thanks, y'all. Peace out.